Welcome to the Talking Single Podcast, a podcast featuring four single and successful black women living in London. Join us each week as we share our stories and our experiences, the highs and lows of navigating life, love, and everything in between. Oh, and we do all that with a good dose of humour and a whole lot of style. I'm Keisha, the fun-loving on romantic, your host for today. We hope you enjoy this week's podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Talking Single podcast. Today's topic is relationships, the non-romantic kind, people, please. Not everything is about couples and relationships. There's lots of other different types of love out there. Hosting today is me, Keisha, the fun-loving, unromantic. We might change that name. We've discussed it. We'll have a think. And uh, here also with me is Crystal, the recovering love addict. Hi, everyone. And Rebe. Hi, guys. How's everybody doing? Yeah. She's our cautious romantic. And Rashida. Hello. By the way, can I ask, um, how's the dating going? We had a conversation about this last week. Mm-hmm. And we're checking in again. No, but I told you I was Ramadaning. Okay. So I've uninstalled the apps to kind of focus on building my spirituality and everything else. Okay, okay, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Fair well, enough. Ramad- I'm using Ramadan as a verb, but I am, I am fasting, okay. supposed to be fasting every day. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay, yeah. so non-romantic relationships. So life's changed a lot um, and the many skills we used to take for granted by connecting people with people face-to-face have evolved. For example, you know, when you're, when you're sitting across from a um, table from someone in a restaurant, you can, you know, read them, understand what they're thinking and how they feel about you. But now we, we can find close-knit communities online, not just within our neighborhood or, you know, within workplaces, because technology makes it easier for us to stay connected with our friends, our families, we can have video calls, we can do status updates on social media, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. So we can keep in touch with people's successes and interests without actually ever seeing face-to-face. The flip side though, is that technology can also make communication seem superficial and create false intimacy and make it harder to actually develop and keep real relationships or maintain the close connections you actually have with your family. So if you consider the fact that many people have not been um, in touch with their families for the past year because of um, the pandemic and, you know, global events, a lot of people have had to resort to technology to keep in touch with their loved ones. Mm And I can say that for all of us in this group, a lot, you know, our families live in different parts of the world. Um, so it's, it has been, I think I can say for me, it has been definitely difficult not being able to go and see them, you know. When did you see your dad probably last? Probably 2019. Mom? Oh, a lot longer, 2017. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah been long long what about you my dad 20 may 2018 my mm. mom october 
yeah. I think this is the longest I've gone without seeing them, actually. My, this is definitely the longest I've gone without seeing them. What about Dang you, Crystal? you, Corona? You know? <laughs> what about you, Crystal and Ruby? Um, I haven't seen my mom in over five years, I think. Oh, wow. That's a um, yeah, we were supposed to meet up in America in 2020. Mm. But obviously, 2020 didn't happen. So, yeah, yeah, I don't I still don't know when I'm going to see her. I don't know if I'll be able to see her this year. If not, then it will be next year. Yeah, I haven't seen my folks since October 2019. Um, I was going to go back to Lagos last year, but yeah, thanks COVID. That wasn't going to happen. They were actually going to come to, to the UK for us for summer last year. And then we put it to this year, but don't know when that's going to happen. All of us are literally in the same boat where that's concerned. Um, so how do you maintain your connection and closeness with family and friends then? Um, uh, so with family, I mean, my sister, my brother, they live about an hour away from me. So, um, but with COVID, obviously the last time I saw them was at Christmas. Yeah. Um, but we talk pretty much uh, every weekend um, for sure. Um, and then my parents, yeah, we, we do a lot of talking. We use WhatsApp quite a bit. My parents are not really Zoomers, um, but it's really the phone, right, that we use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Rashida? Um, my parents, as in, so we have a family group chat, a WhatsApp chat, so everyone checks in every day. And so with the, so we have two family group chats, one with the parents, and we ch 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 check in every day. How are you? Are you guys all right? Da, da, da. Then the one with my siblings, we talk like, do, do the video, WhatsApp video every couple of hours. Like, oh, have you blinked? Have you caught? <laughs> what happened here? So that's, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's what we do. That's, that's cute. Yeah. I mean, for me, um, it, it has been a lot of um, FaceTime video with family, FaceTime video and calls. And WhatsApp, we've got one family group, but our WhatsApp, our, our own group chat on WhatsApp is not really popping. It's more like for news and announcements. <laughs> well, I think we connect individually. So yeah, that's, that, that's it. What about you, Crystal? Yeah, same, same as you guys. WhatsApp videos, yeah, chats. Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. But at least with friends now, at least we can sort of start meeting outdoors, and very soon we'll start. You know, by next month or this month, we're we, we by next month we should be able to meet indoors too so mm. at least things are changing little by little I think the pandemic has made me realize that in a different life if my mom was going to be a stalker she would have been a very good one she's so good as as soon as I come online on whatsapp she just calls me oh yeah are you online I'll just come in to check on you and you're like oh my god mom I'm fine. <laughs> So she sends a message, like, well, how are you? Are you all right? Da, 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 da. And sometimes you just never respond there and then. And mm. after an hour or two, it, once she doesn't get a response, she's just waiting for you to come online. As <laughs> soon as you come online, I kid you not. She did that. it. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You can't blame them, man. That's no, love right no. there. That's love right there. 
So how do you guys manage the family dynamics? I, I, I don't know how it is within your families, but, you know, sometimes there'll be conflict. There's an aunt somewhere that, you know, your brother's fighting with, or maybe your grandfather wants everybody to come down, you know, or something like that. Like all these sort of mini family dramas. How do you guys sort of manage it within your own family? Or when maybe your brother's done something that you think is unspeakable. <laughs> because everything always is always tenfold when it comes to my family. Well, we never have drama because we're like the Brady Bunch. We all hug and kiss all the okay. time. And yeah, like, okay. I love you. <laughs> really? Really? Of course not. <laughs> But how do you, like, manage it then? Especially, like, you know, when you've been separated for so long. Well, I mean, what what do we do? I mean, if someone's done something or something is going on, I know. It depends on what it is. If it's, like, my mom or dad trying to do something that we don't like, the kids chat on our WhatsApp group first, come up with a solution. Strategy. Hit them up with the three, because the three of us, a three-prong approach. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what we'll do. But if it's that's as long as it's within our nuclear family, family but if it's yeah. one of those random aunties and stuff, generally I keep out of it. So I know for the duration of the drama, I will not say anything in WhatsApp group. I will just be like, miss me with that <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic. I cannot add that mess to my life. So peace out. But do you that's guys like so? So in in I guess. I think sometimes like we'll declare out or if it's an extended part of the family, we might choose to declare all out war that okay, so don't don't answer them, don't don't message them. If they message you, come and tell me, you know, do you, do you guys do anything like that? That is that is assuming that they have my WhatsApp and I haven't blocked them. Ooh. Ask Crystal. I'm very good at blocking family members and cancelling family members. So doom, doom, doom. I don't <laughs> with you on that like in my like my family is very chill like I, I think I am the most um dramatic of my family that's to tell you how chill my family is like nothing stresses my dad or my mom or my sister or my brother out they are just like so relaxed okay um and they are kind of like the kind of people like if you piss them off they won't see anything they'll just plan for you Yay. <laughs> they'll just plan it for you so it, we don't really get aggro our whatsapp group is very quiet until somebody pisses somebody off and, and we have a way of like sorting stuff out so for example if my brother i have an older brother and a sister mm-hmm. if they fall out they report each other to me okay they'll say oh do you know what this one did and i'll be like mm-hmm. oh did she do that don't mind her then i'll call and say can you imagine this person did this and I'll be like, oh, maybe one of you, you should, you should say you're sorry. And that's kind of how, you know, I, I don't often get pissed off with people in my family. I don't know. It just, nothing really stresses me out when it comes to my family. Okay. Um, when it comes to my parents, if my, <laughs> if my dad annoys my mom, my mom will talk to my older sister or my older brother. Um, so there's always someone in the family you can report somebody else to. There's always this kind of one-on-one dynamic and things often get sorted out. If it ever comes onto the WhatsApp group, then it's got to be a really big deal. Right? It's a really big deal. Um, I'm guessing that means ex- people aren't talking to each other. Sorry? I guess that means that people aren't talking to each other if it gets into the WhatsApp group. If it gets into the WhatsApp group, that means it's like something astronomical has happened that cannot be resolved peacefully. I don't know what it could be, but yeah. And if the one I do know is 
if somebody extended pieces of somebody in my family, that person is cancelled by everybody. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We don't care. We will we will go to bat against that. That person is in trouble because everybody in the immediate family, you're on the you're on the black. Ah, we, we have it for you. We will plan for you. All out war. All out <laughs> war. Will, will come your way in many in multiple ways it will come for you so everybody will have their little action plan and to dig at that person right yeah yeah and if we ever have a meeting about that family member god help that person because that person is over finish Finito. the person will just the person will just be scratching their body and jumping up and down in the road they don't know what, what happened <laughs> what happened i think the person we're most protective of in my family is my mom because she really has the patience of a saint like she doesn't if my mom says somebody annoyed me that means that person has beyond annoyed her has been rude I mean my mom doesn't get I can count on my fingers the, the ways the times my mom has raised her voice or gotten angry mm. she just doesn't so yeah that she's the one that we're most protective of what about you Crystal what's your family dynamics like um, as, um, as Ruby was talking, I just remembered, I don't know why, I just remember my grandma. Mm. May the Lord bless her so she died. But my grandma was Amen. a lioness. She was cray-cray. If you do anything to her mm. child, she is coming for you. And she will come to your house. And oh, wow. Speak. Yes. She will come to your house. She may bring her sisters and they will scream at you. My grandmother did not play with her children well, or her grandchildren. So with her gone, the family dynamics have really, really changed. Um, Crystal, Crystal, I remember you said there was somebody that beat up her daughter and she went and beat him up and broke his finger, right? Oh, no, those, those, were her, those were her cousins. So the oh, women, right. The women in my family are crazy. Oh, right. Okay. They actually, they actually say, where did we get you from? You're just too calm. Mm. So the story was that one of uh, my grandma's cousins, her husband, um, her daughter was being beat up by her husband when she was pregnant. Mm. Oh, wow. So the sisters got together and they went there and they beat him and they broke his fingers. And they said to him, if you ever touch her again, how dare you beat your wife who is pregnant? pregnant. Mm. How dare you? If you touch her again, you're dead. Hmm. And they're still together, by the way. Yeah, because he wouldn't try <laughs> it again. But he never, ever, ever, ever touched her after that. Those are the kind of women we have in my family. They're crazy. But in my immediate family, if something happens, if someone annoys us, yeah, we'll do the same thing. If you annoy my mom, if you upset my mom, we're, we're like, even if my mom's at fault sometimes, we'll just be like, sorry, but we're not talking to you until this is sorted. Mm-hmm. And then with issues within, within our family, it will be, everyone calls me. <laughs> I'm the peacemaker. I'm the <laughs> like, talk to your mother, talk to your brother, talk to your sister. Oh my God, why me? <laughs> yeah, the calm Probably one. Could, yeah, you're I'm calm. the calm one. Like, I'll be yeah. like, Mom, why are you behaving like this? Sis, speak to your mother. Mom, speak to your daughter. Brother. Oh, yeah. So that's how it works in our family. But I can definitely see that. You are definitely the calm one, even in this group. <laughs> <laughs> our voice of reason. <laughs> 
Oh, um, I think Rashida's, Rashida's upset. Oh, sorry. It's definitely not you. <laughs> Why is Rashida upset? <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to think I'm, one, I'm the calm one in this group. I have no... <laughs> Excuse oh, me. Yeah, the, yeah. Something is in my throat. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Rashida. Please really. I think I'm one. I'm the calm one in the group. Oh, it's coming again. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse I, me. I, do you know what? I quit. Goodbye. Oh, oh. <laughs> me, there's, there's the calmness coming there, out. you know. <laughs> That's drama. That's drama. When you guys forced my hand, because think about it. I don't get upset. I don't oh, shout. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm not dramatic. Uh-huh. Keep lifting it out. What else? <laughs> I'm with a straight voice. You know, laughing. Think about it. I'm very calm, very chilled. Mm-hmm. I anyway. Let I, I don't want to hijack this episode. It's not. <laughs> it's, I'm not the host. So carry on, Keisha. Okay, I'll carry on. And we've taken your um, thoughts about yourself on board. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to work harder to strive to be. <laughs> so now I'm even questioning. I'm not even sure you guys are my real friends. Oh my god! I have to. Lord. If I have to list all these things about the drama you guys, and you guys don't know it, then I don't oh. think we're real friends. Oh no! You now we're I not think real we friends. should call Rashida Queen Rashida because the the dramatics, the diva dramatics are too much. And eh? Queen wow. you know? Rashida, see, even oh, Luna by the way, I unquit because I know I quit about thirty seconds ago. So I unquit. <laughs> She's back. <laughs> all right, so like. Let's looking at family dynamics again. What do you think makes your family different from others? Like, what are the quirks in your family that you've noticed in other families? And you're like, oh, is that how people do things? You know, like, because it, it, you know, it, it's, I'm always interested in it about how, like, in my family, for example, um, my younger brother is actually the mediator and he's the one that sort of glues the entire family together while, um, you know, I, I'm the stone cold, you know, this is how it should be full stop end of story. And there are some things that we do like half of my, my, me and my dad are morning people. So we wake up and we wander around the house and he likes to check his children in the morning. And that was very normal to me when I was growing up. Like I wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning and I see my dad peeking into our room. It was not a, it was not a, you know, but then I found out later that, you know, they're like, why is your dad wandering around in the early hours of the morning? You know, like <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> so what are the odd things that, you know, that, that's very normal to you in your family, but like really weird now that you come, now that you're older and you come to think about your childhood. Rashida? Um, so I think I, <clears throat> the only one, one big thing that comes to my mind was, I think it was my third year of uni. I was just about to graduate. And I realized that not everybody's parents were knew what was going on in their lives. I just assumed everybody's dads and moms were involved in their everyday life. So mm-hmm. I'd moved here for uni. So I was living away from them. But my dad called me every morning. My mom would call in the evening. So they had ideas of when I was doing my exams, when if there was an issue on the train, I'd be like, oh, this happened at work, on the way to work, on the way to school on the way to uni and it was just a very normal thing I was very involved in their everyday lives and as they were in mine Mm. so I was about to graduate and I was talking to I was working part-time 
that summer and I was just telling someone that oh by the way my parents are coming for my graduation da 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 and she was like well she had failed a module that year and it meant she couldn't graduate so she had she was going to graduate next year but she was just going to tell her parents that she she's not going for her graduation and she was going to do another course so to get the money for that to pay for the third year she was going to do the next year and I was then asking that, how on earth are you going to get that um, past your parents? Because for me, it was like, even if I was going to lie and say, yeah, 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 I'm not going for my graduation, my dad would still want to see the certificate, would still want me to get a picture so he can put it up in the living room and all of those things. There's no way I was going to get away with that because of the level of involvement. But for her, she was like, her parents don't care. All they just do is just send her school fees and she just pays it and she moves on and that's it. So I was 19, 20, I think, at that point when I realized actually not everybody's parents were that involved in their everyday lives. Mm-hmm. And it still happens still today. My parents are still, still up to a point very, very involved in everyday things. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And the last thing is my parents, because... There's this thing that they're very involved in everyday things. When I withhold stuff and maybe tell them further down the line, they get so hurt, like I've killed a puppy. Like, oh, why didn't you tell us since? Why are we not your parents? And I'm like, to be honest, I don't have to tell you every single thing. (laughs) Because, yeah. Yeah. But they're used to hearing it. So They're used to hearing it, yeah. So, yeah, that's the quirky Rashida clan thing. Mm. Mm. that's lovely though that's 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 a good family um yeah that's that's cool yeah but it gets tedious sometimes because they want to know every single thing and sometimes I'm sure we all do it we withhold stuff from parents because it's just for me it's just an easier life but they just get so hurt and you have to keep apologizing every time now sorry I will tell you next time I mm. mean please and repeat that's interesting. What mm. what about you, Crystal? Um, I think what's quirky in my family is that um, I was also raised by a white family as well mm. as a black family. So I have a white brother. I have white nieces. So I have white aunties. And yeah, it's um, with each with each uh, family. With each family arm, <laughs> if I can use that word, it's a different dynamic. And yeah, not everybody has that. Yeah, so okay. yeah, that's that's why I would say that is a quirky or different thing about my family. Some families are just black and some families are just white. Some And some families are mixed, but mine is black and white. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. How do you manage the different things so like you know with Nigerian families like respect for instance is such a big Mm. thing everybody has to be auntie something or uncle something and you have to listen to your parents whereas I'd imagine with the non-black or African side it's less of that respectful thing for instance or what kind of Um, thing do you have to code switch on with yeah I guess I do code switch but my my um my white aunties are jewish so okay. there is a lot of respect and yeah. they are very 
they are very family orientated. Like when my foster mom died, they just came in and did everything for us where other white families would be like, oh, um, do you, if, call us if you need us. No, they won't call us if you need us. They came in and did everything for us and mm. helped us out, which I really appreciate because I feel like that's what a black family would do as well. Yeah, so, yeah. and there is that level of respect. We respect them. I mean, we don't call them, I mean, we do call them auntie actually. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes we call them their names. It doesn't matter. Like in the Nigerian family, you would never dare call your auntie who is 30 or 40 years older than you by your name. The but family still... group chat will be lit that day. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, was she on drugs? Yeah, like, the, 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 the disrespect. The In disrespect. Fact. Oh my God. Nah, you, you, you get disowned, man. I just don't see how that's going to happen. Well, you can, you might be able to get away with it because they, you just you can just claim that you you had low blood sugar that day. <laughs> you can't <laughs> fly, oh. <laughs> I think you'd have to be hospitalized and delirious. You'd have to and be at the point of death. It fell out of your mouth. Ah. Okay. They'll say, the ah. Mm. Mm. You won't even get away with you saying it like it's April Fool's. You know? No. <laughs> nah, nah. Never. No, no. Never. What, what yeah. about your, what about your um, family, um, really? So, um, so, I, I, like every family has its cracks. I don't think... Uh, there is a family tradition that we have. I still think it happens till today mm-hmm. um, that I thought everybody did. And when I realized other families didn't do it, I didn't think it was weird. It's just different. So my dad is like, uh, I don't want to say hardcore Christian, but he and my mom, they're both like really strong into faith. My mom's, uh, my grandfather, my mom's side was an Anglican priest. So it, it's a, re- it's a really big part of their lives. So I remember waking up in the morning, um, my dad had this prayer bell that it was in the living room. So in the morning you would ring the bell and it doesn't matter what you are doing, you come downstairs and we, we pray together. And in the evening, before you go to bed, there's that prayer bell and you pray together. Ooh. And God help you, you better be at the point of death if you do not come when that prayer bell is ringing. You, you need to be at the point of death if you don't come because heaven will come down to save you that day <laughs> yeah. don't come downstairs for the prayer and the thing is yes it was prayer but what it, i really enjoyed and i miss so much is it's the family coming together and just saying what happened during the day mm. or in the morning it's about you know what what's going it's just a quick prayer you know just god be with us today but mm. the evenings were the best you just sit down and just be gisting about what happened who did what and then you'd end with prayer and you go to bed mm. so so I remember when I started like having sleepovers with friends and they would just wake up and I'd be like, ah, I answer people praying and they'll be mm. looking at me like, what are you talking about? Or before you go to bed, is there no evening prayer? Like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, okay, maybe it's just my family. <laughs> but it was, yeah, I, I know my brother does that with his kids. I don't think as much, but it was just such a really cool family tradition that for mm. some, for others was just not done. But the, the, the funniest part was when you get to teenager years and you think, oh, that is so boring. You start to think about excuses of how to get out of it because you're like, I don't want to do it. Like, I remember my brother was very good at pretending to be asleep when the bell would ring. And then you'd sit downstairs and they'd be like, ah, where is, where is Dio? And they'd be like, oh, he's sleeping. My dad is like, he's sleeping, kid. 
Then my dad would go upstairs and not <laughs> die up. And I'd be like, I'm going to count to three. Oh, oh. Before I get downstairs, you get downstairs, and dad has already got a head start. And you know, if your ass is not in that chair by the time he gets downstairs, you're in trouble. See yeah. the gymnastics my brother will do to get to the you fly, oh, you fly. <laughs> and we still joke about it today, but those were those, those were good times. Oh dear. I think I remember like a lot of my high school years was waking up at um, 5.30 and washing my dad's car. It was, I, 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 it was just something I had to do. And it you like doing it. I don't think, I, do, I didn't know I had a choice. It was just, <laughs> you, you, you wake up, you wash, and not only do you wash the car, and he had a driver, the driver will come around six, you know, seven, and you know, but I had to wake up before I go to school, wash his car, and then I had to wash the tires. Then I had to check the engine oil, make sure there's water, you know, like. <laughs> Why I you, to... though? Why you? I don't know. <laughs> really not don't your brother. Know. I feel like she volunteered, volunteered for it, knowing teacher. <laughs> I don't even know how. I just remember many years of having to do that. In fact, I think I did it all the way up till I went to uni. Wow. Every morning I had to wash that car come rain or shine even if it was raining i'll be out there looking waiting for the rain to stop and then i'll now be thinking okay at least if it's raining let me just wash the mud off so like you know things won't dry you know and <laughs> you know, you're will betide you will betide you if that car was not washed in that morning wow. you're a fact, good kid because i think if it were me after washing it twice my dad would just be like yeah just leave it you do another task because i'm gonna just wash half of it and leave the rest my dad believed in keeping keeping children busy it was it, it, it was a proper thing in my house like if he sees you lying down doing nothing ha, he will find you something to do mm-hmm. wow <laughs> He will find you, he will either send you on an errand or he will find you, don't worry, he knows how to occupy, he'll find you something to do. He, he, and he used to think of the most unique things to do, like mm-hmm, go into my wardrobe and take out my shoes and polish all my shoes. You'll just be there for the rest of the afternoon. That's your job. You're just polishing shoes. Because <laughs> that's the task you are given. So you, you never want to be idle in my house. I, and everybody got it. Even my brother, like, especially when he could drive, what betide him if he's sitting down watching a movie? That's when my dad would decide that he needs to send my brother to the bank. He probably could have gone to the bank later on in the day when he was going himself, but no, because the guy is just sitting down doing nothing, he will go to the bank, come back, then my dad will still get in the same car and, and go, go out. <laughs> You're like, really? <laughs> but, Parents. Keep, yeah. Keeping you occupied. Keeping mm-hmm. you occupied. What betide mm-hmm. you? Hmm. That was just mm-hmm. the way it is. Okay, so I love those stories. They're absolutely fantastic. Um, Ruby, do you guys have like family rules that you adhere to or get in trouble for breaking? Like if, you know, like unspoken rules that all of you, you know, like with the bell example, once that bell rings, you have to come down. Is there anything sort of like, you're, you're not allowed to go to bed fighting or anything like that? I mean, cause you seem to have like a nice, quite calm family. Yeah, we're pretty chilled. Um, I, 
so I don't think, I mean, when we were together, all living at home, there was the, that was, I think that was the one rule. Um, the bell and church was, was not optional. Mm. <laughs> you did, it was, whether you were sick or whatever, it was not optional. You had to go. Um, are there any other unspoken rules? Uh, I mean, my family is really big on, like, it's quite interesting, really big on respect. So, mm you know i'm at i'm the last so i'm at the bottom of the food chain so everybody ahead of me goes first you know you mm. really have to respect everybody ahead and that still remains till today but it's counterbalanced by you know as i said my family is really chill like people are allowed you can do what you so far as you're happy you know you do you and my, my parents really gave us a lot of space to experiment and be happy and you know live your own life so it, it balanced things out really nicely. So I don't think there were any, apart from the respect. And then I think, yeah, maybe the other one is family first. You know, mm. your, your family comes first before anything else, anybody else. That's kind of like an unspoken rule. Um, your family is number one. I think we were, yeah. And yeah, I think that's it really. I can't think of anything else. What about you, Kristen? Um, oh, this is a bit of a, this is a bit of a hard one for me. You might have I don't think, I don't think we have any rules that, oh, you must do this or you must do that. But one thing about my family is we're, we're very, um, not, we're not a superstitious family and we have people in, in my family, on my mom's side of the family my dad's side of the family it's different but my mom's side of the family were very non-superstitious um as a family you don't come saying oh um you know how in nigeria people some people believe in witchcraft and mm. someone someone has done voodoo to me no that's not allowed in my family and that trickles down to my aunties and uncles we don't we don't believe in that and if you're atheist, we'll respect that. If you're a Christian, we'll respect that. If you're Muslim, but you can never come into the family and say, oh, somebody voodooed me or some, some witch is doing something to me. Nah, not allowed. Oh, okay. Good. That's actually a good thing, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. What about you, Rashida? Um, so this is a silly one. Well, it's not silly, it's light. It's in my family, if it's somebody's birthday, if you don't call a text at midnight, then we can disown you. So everybody stays up till midnight trying to be the first to wish the other person a happy birthday. <laughs> so what my wow. sister would normally do is she'd call me, sometimes she'd call me like five minutes before midnight. Then I see my mom trying to call me as well. And I'm like, um, sis, I have to go mom's calling. She's like, oh no, I have to be the first. So every year, we, and I do the same as well. So if it's my sister's birthday, I know I'll call her like three, four minutes before midnight because I know my mom is trying to get in there first. <laughs> or my, okay, my dad would text at midnight, but I'm a brother maybe, but between my sister, my mom and I, it's always that thing of who was the first to message people. <laughs> and I remember one of the first years that my sister was dating her husband and she texted me. She was like, can you imagine he was sleeping at midnight? <laughs> did not message me. And I was like, but I mean... He, he might not just see it as something important. She's like, it's so important. Can't believe he doesn't message. But now he's done. He's learned as well. So at midnight, 
he would message even if they're both in the same house he'd be like oh happy birthday and <laughs> that's yeah. good that's a family tradition that's carried on to the next yeah. generation so <laughs> Rashid, are you gonna be like that with your boyfriend to, that's coming on his way or you'll be like message me at midnight i like, wouldn't you know i wouldn't no, say i wouldn't force it but i'd like it i'd like the person to kind of carry on and just because it's just a nice thing mm. I, i'm not sure if i call my friends at midnight on their birthdays because i know most i don't think i do actually because obviously different people have different um sleeping patterns sleeping patterns and wouldn't like to be okay no that's a lie there are there's one friend that lives in nigeria that i know she does the same thing too so i call her midnight but yes it's something i'd like to carry on yeah it's just fun okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go on to friendship no well how about you kisha what do you what oh okay 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 um so for in our family i think one, it's the per- birthday thing. Before sunsets, if you have not said happy birthday, you are disowned. As sunsets? Oh, you what have talked to the person day? like five times already. I mean, what are you doing all day? No, 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 no. And it's not a message. You have to call. So, like, you, you can't be messaging people. And I, and I think I also carry that into my friendships. I'm like, your real friends call you on your birthday. Everybody else messages. So, I'm like trying to get that phone call in before the end of the day you know yeah 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 um I think that's the carry on oh no I do already with my even with my friends I do already yeah so definitely that one's gonna carry on absolutely cool and so for friendships um for me cultivating durable friendships is um is like a spontaneous thing it's like when I meet someone for the first time I like to, you know, I know immediately if we can be friends. And over time, building a solid friendship um, is for me about just learning more about, you know, the person, you know, what their boundaries like are, what they like, what they dislike, you know, and then resolving any disagreements or misunderstandings and just, you know, being there and showing I care. So, and once the friendship is built, then, you know, it's just staying in touch and, you know, me being me, that might not be like constantly, it might just be staying in touch sporadically. But I think once the foundation is there, I'm always happy to keep sort of these friendships um, going because you, I always feel like I know the person inside and out. I know what they like, what they don't like, you know, we've got shared stories. So yeah. So I'm wondering from you side, when, when we're talking about friendships now, um, what practical steps do you use to make go about making new friends and keeping them so Um, Rashida what about you um so for me I think I find it hard to I find it easy to connect with people so I'm like oh hello how are you and we're just friends and also I have a lot of um not superficial but very very light friendships and acquaintances so I have a lot of that but with my nearest and dearest I think it's it's hard. It's a big thing to have people, someone move into my friendship nearest and dearest circle because I'm very protective of myself and my space. So anything, sometimes you find out you meet someone and you're like, oh yeah, I really, really like this person. We seem to get on. But after two, three times of meeting up, there's certain things that will come up and you're just like, Ugh, I don't think 
I'd want this energy in my space. So, mm, 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 so yeah. I kind of sometimes I have lots and lots of like little light friends or like people I just talk to, but my nearest and dearest are people that have clawed their ways into my heart. Oh. <laughs> what about you, Rivi? Um, so I don't think uh, making friends is, you can have practical steps to make friends. I okay. think it really de depends on your personality. If you're an introvert, or you're an extrovert, you know, the kind of way you, you live your life. So, so for me, I am fairly, I, when it comes to friends, you know, I, I almost like, I'm always open to meeting new people and seeing how it evolves. Um, but my nearest and dearest are people that I have known for years and I am able to trust and open up to them because I, I don't trust people easily. Um, and it's very easy for me to drop someone that I, out of my circle of trust, let's put it this way. Okay. So, so, um, I, I think you, you have these kind of inner circle friends. I think this is what Rashida was saying. And then you have people that are more like they're still good friends but they're not people that you kind of entrust um stuff with so i think it's just about understanding yourself how do you you know relate with people how do people relate with you um keeping people that build your energy around you um and also people that understand how you are you know um there's no point frustrating each other if you're behaviors don't gel mm. you know there's some people that I don't talk to them I talk to them maybe once a month but when we talk we go into we go into really deep conversations and they're not fussed that we don't call each other every day mm -hmm. and that's really that's still a, as far as we're concerned that's still a good friendship so I think it's really just about understanding each other what works for each other respecting that and appreciating people for who they are and what they can give you not not every person is going to relate to you in the way you would relate to them because we're all different so I think that's part of it and, and just recognizing that when you meet somebody they could end up being your friend for life or they mm. could just be someone that you talk to at that moment or it could just be an acquaintance that you have and that's all good that's fine yeah. and that should be okay too I think mm. yeah because I think when I was younger I didn't always recognize that that not everybody's your going to be your bestie you know Mm. sometimes you just need to let these things go yeah just let it be just let it be let it be what about you crystal what's your take on it i agree with um ruby i don't think they're practical steps mm. i think um we just people just gravitate towards each other um you can be a bubbly and nice you know kind person but some people won't like you and you can be a very quiet person and some people will like you. So I think friendships just gravitate. I don't think you just, you're just yourself and you meet your tribe basically. And in, in making new friends, I just, I guess you just meet people who are your tribe and you just, you just get together. You work and with you become, it. Yeah. You just get together and you become friends. And I think keeping your friends is just knowing you know, if you're, if they're friends who you talk to regularly, you continue talking, you know each other's boundaries, you don't cross them, you know each other well, you, you know, you, you ju you're just there for each other. 
I think that's how you keep your friends. You're just, you're just who you are, I guess. And yeah, you just do, you just respect people's boundaries. Yeah, I believe that. That's good. Well said. Um, and, and Ruby touched on the point. She was like, not all friendships are the same. Um, and, you know, you have some friends, you know, and you don't necessarily treat them the same in that there are some friends that are okay with you staying in touch once a month. There are some friends that you need to be in contact with constantly. It just, I guess it depends on the, so for me, in this case, I have friends across the spectrum. There are some friends that I don't go a week without talking to. And there are some friends that they're still close, but like once a year, we just hit it up and you, you know, you literally download every, the past events of the year and you can be on the phone for hours. And I think that's from, I, I, and for that reason, I don't or can't treat my friends sort of equally because I, I would still say, even the friend that I've not spoken to in a year is still part of my inner circle. But I, I, I think maybe my um, Ruby probably feels slightly different. I mean, what's your take on treating friends sort of equally, um, Ruby? Uh, so I think um, I, I do believe in treating people equitably. So I give the same level of, if somebody is a friend, I would always respect them all the same. I would respect their boundaries all the same and, and all of that, right? Recognize who they are the same. But I think like Crystal said, you know, sometimes because friends have different personalities and different behaviors, you have to kind of flex around that. So I know there's some friends of mine that just because of where they are in life and how they are, they're not interested in everyday conversation or every week conversation. They just don't have time for that or that, that's just not their makeup. Um, and so I respect that. I know some friends who are more WhatsApp than phone call people. So that's how we, we kind of connect. And I know there's some friends that they actually prefer to see you than, than even talk. Um, there's some friends that we gravitate because we work together in the same field and that's what brings us together. Uh, there are friends that I have that are more about faith, they're faith-based. So it just really depends on your, what, what connects you and what kind of tribe you have with those friends. But ultimately, you want to treat all your friends equitably. That's why they're your friends. It's got to be based on respect, sharing of experiences, supporting each other. And, and, and just accepting that that's how people, people are. People are different and we just have to just kind of flow like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I can feel that. What about you, Rashida? I have friends, I mean, we have, we have different friends. I have friends that will allow me to talk about Idris Elba without rolling <laughs> their eyes. We can't go one episode, one episode. <laughs> See? You're one of those people that as soon as Idris comes up, you guys are just like, no, 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 no. We're done with Idris. But okay, that's, yeah. He's so an old man. He's married. Get over I know. it. I I told you it's not Idris. It's the essence of Idris. That oh, yeah, now it's essence of Idris. <laughs> exactly. So I have friends that tolerate my weird obsession, obsession my eccentric behaviors. And that's just easy. I don't have to censor myself or na 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 around them some others you're just like okay it's just high by once a month once a year and it's fine and it's something i've learned as an adult and sometimes you on you outgrow friends as well 
people yeah. that were your BFFs 10 years ago or even last year, it's okay not to be friends with them anymore. Not yeah, because yeah. you've fallen out, but just because like you're in different points in your life doesn't mean in five years you're not going to be friends again but it's all right and friendships can sort of die or wither away I think if, if you mm-hmm. don't like any relationship if you don't feed it it's gonna it's gonna yeah it's gonna die a natural death mm-hmm. you know and sometimes as you said when people are in different places in life it's probably harder maintaining that friendship because you've got different needs mm-hmm. um from each other so yeah the only thing I would say is I don't know that friends, friendships just die for no reason. We allow them to fade off because they're not serving us anymore. And we may not be able to explain why, but I think there's always something about it. Maybe you have moved out of different situations or something has happened consciously or unconsciously that has led to that relationship dying. Oh, okay. You think it's like an active thing. It's not passive. I don't think it is, it, it, it's not, it could be conscious or unconscious, but it is a choice that we make. Oh, okay. Not necessarily though, I kind of disagree because sometimes it's, you recognize, no, sometimes the friendships just die because maybe it was built on crappy values anyway and you somehow changed and without any action or inaction from anybody, it just dies. But that's an unconscious, that's, a, that's still a choice that you've made to consciously or unconsciously. It's, a, it's action or inaction that causes it to die. There's always a reason why you don't have similar interests anymore. You don't have the same shared values anymore. You've moved out of the same life stages. There's always a reason why, if, or you, something happened and it broke the friendship. Mm. There's always a reason. Hmm. I mean, we don't have time. It's worth thinking. I'm thinking about friendships that I've stopped having. And yeah, I, I yeah. can't think of one that there wasn't a reason behind it. Okay. 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 That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I've just, I, 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 I think it tends to be unconscious. Um, maybe if I don't talk to you in a while and don't have the desire um, to reach out and find out what's up with you. Um, or you know mutual friends don't bring me back into your purview Um, but I do have friends that I don't speak to in a long time and we literally just pick up where we left off so I I think I do I I don't know I think friends can still die I think friendships can just die but yeah if they're not fed yeah indeed oh there we go happy fire just on time (laughs) yeah just on time just on time okay um so my rapid fire question for the day is each of you give me one word that reflects how you manage your relationships with both friends and family just one word you go first i go Ah. ha (laughs) trust my word is trust I manage my friends, both my friends and family with trust. As long as I trust you, I find that I can most likely tolerate anything you do. It's, it's, it's the one thing I think that distinguishes people that aren't family or friends with other people in the world. If somebody outside my friendship or family um, hurts me, 
I'm very happy to ditch them because there's nothing actually holding me to them. But if you're a fa family or friend, I trust you. And therefore, the, the, you know, I, I, I trust my secrets, my self. I trust, you know, to you. You've got so. secrets. Woo. Would you like to share with I me? I thought this was rapid fire. <laughs> trust. Finish. Rapid fire. Next. I'm just I don't know what happened there. Next. <laughs> I'll say respect. So, yeah, just respect everyone, respect their opinions and decisions and their, yes, persons, yes. Next! <laughs> I was going to say respect as well. I completely agree. Next! Um, unconditional love. Mm. Oh, that, that's, what, you know, that's for you, Crystal. <laughs> I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, so my parting words for this episode is are from a British anthropologist called Robin Dunbar, who theorized that humans can only really maintain about 150 connections at once. And according to the theory, the tightest circle has just five people, your loved ones, followed by successive layers of 15 good friends, 50 friends, 150 meaningful contacts, and like 500 acquaintances, and a thousand five people, 500 people that you can just recognize. Um, and people migrate in and out of these layers. But the idea is that space has to be carved out for any new entrance. Dunbar says, the amount of social capital you have is pretty fixed. It involves time, investment, if you garner connections with more people, you end up distributing your fixed amount of social capital thinly, so the average capital per person is lower. So from Keisha, before we end this episode, spend your social capital time wisely. A reminder that May the 12th will be our one-year podiversary. To celebrate, we are giving away three special prizes. Prize one is a £30 Etsy voucher, to buy anything you want from Coots Creations. Prize two is one power hour coaching session with SJ, founder of Soulfully Single. Prize three is a book by Jen Sincero, You Are a Badass Every Day. Check out our social media for entry rules. Those not on social media can enter by reviewing us on Apple Podcast and sending an email with a screenshot to us at singletalkspodcast at gmail.com. The last entry will be at 12 a.m. on the 11th of May, and winners will be announced on the 12th of May, which is our anniversary. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us great reviews on Apple Podcast or whatever platform you use. Till next time, take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Talking Single Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We'd love to hear from you. So please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter with the handle at Talking Single Podcast. You can also send us comments or questions with the hashtag at Talking Single Podcast. We are downloadable on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a great review, and of course, share with your family and friends. Take care and see you next week. Same time, same place.